Welcome everyone to the Triangles Meditation Group. Today is October 21st, 2019. And we come together each week to support and strengthen the Planetary Network of Triangles. And we hope to introduce this work to those people who are new to it and to encourage them and help them to form triangles because the more triangles that are formed, the stronger is the planetary network and therefore the influx of light and goodwill into our planet for that's what triangles is all about, uplifting the consciousness of humanity through an alignment that happens through the network. And our other purpose of coming together is to create a platform for those of us who are already members of Triangles to work together in a creative visualization in the support and strengthening of this network. And so we welcome you, especially those of you who are new to this work and you might uh, want to find out more about us by going to our website, triangles.org, where most of the questions about this work can be answered. It's a simple visualization technique using the power of thought and prayer to uplift and transform consciousness. It involves contacting two other partners and each day taking time out of your schedule to visualize a lighted triangle connecting the three of you together mentally, spiritually, and in a spirit of goodwill to all humanity. Your triangle that you're visualizing is then placed within the larger planetary network of triangles, all those throughout the world, those thousands of people who are also participating in this work. And as you link with them, you radiate this light and goodwill to all life forms, and then sound the great invocation, which is a world prayer, an invocation that helps to release and distribute the contacted energies to all open hearts and minds who can respond to spiritual stimulation when it's released into the atmosphere. Triangles need only take a few minutes each day, and it can therefore be fit into even the busiest of schedules. So if you respond to the idea of planetary service and feel you would like to participate in this work, you might want to consider forming a triangle and therefore placing your name in the chat box, or you can raise your hand and ask for two people on this webinar today who might wish to join with you. And so we hope you will um, find out more about this work. And for those who are participating through Facebook Live, we want to welcome you. Uh, that's another means of finding out about this work and participating live. But for those of you who might be tuning in after the fact on our podcast, Inner Sight, which is available on the different platforms for apps, um, we would if you would like to participate live, just write to us, triangles.newyork at lucistrust.org, and we will show you how to register 
for this event so you can participate live. So as we do at the beginning of each of our weekly webinars, let's take a moment to do a brief visualization followed by the sounding of a mantra. So let's link together as a group. Linking with all triangles workers everywhere. See the group as a vast sphere of lighted, purposeful energy. At the center of the group sphere, visualize the group soul. Radiating and enlivening all triangles workers everywhere. See spinning out from the inner center, the radiation of love. See it raying forth as a mental influence to others. Visualize this love as an emotional benediction to others. And as a vital life energy radiating out throughout all of the world. Radiance are we and power. We stand forever with our hands stretched out, linking the heavens and the earth 
the inner world of meaning and the subtle world of glamour. We reach into the light and bring it down to meet the need. We reach into the silent place and bring from thence the gift of understanding. Thus with the light we work and turn the darkness into day. After the meditation today, we have the opportunity to hear from my coworker here at Lucis Trust, Michael Galloway. And he's chosen as his topic, the new group of world servers. And we look forward to hearing from Michael in a few minutes. And as we've been highlighting and the Lucis Trust is focalizing uh, its efforts around preparation for this festival week of the new group of world servers. Uh, this site is now up and running. And so you just have to go to festivalweek.org. And there's quite a bit of information there about what this week is all about, how you can participate, um, the opportunities that other groups are presenting. And we're highlighting the work of other groups throughout the world. So if you and your group, large or small, um, are planning an event or might want to plan one, you can go to this site and contact us. And if you need any information, any pamphlets, any ideas, please feel free to write to us because this event is perhaps one of the greatest opportunities that we have, um, at least in the upcoming cycle, to do what we can to help lift human consciousness, because really that is the work of the new group of world servers, and it dovetails with the group of triangles workers. So we know that triangles, the triangles group, is part of this uh, new group of world servers work. So to the extent that we work in triangles, we help to stimulate and facilitate this group and its efforts in the world. One of the titles that we used to use for our new moon uh, meditation was strengthening the hands of the new group of world servers and I think that's a powerful mantric phrase that really succinctly defines what it is that those of us who stand within the heart center of that group, the heart center of the new group of world servers, 
um, what our task is. It's really to bridge, as Michael's going to talk about, bridging between hierarchy and humanity, creating that vehicle whereby we can facilitate the second ray energy of love wisdom pouring through the heart center of that group and radiating forth and making possible by strengthening the hands of all those who toil under the heavy uh, drag, you might say, of the outgoing Piscean sixth ray influences. For the new group of world servers decidedly responds to the energies of the new incoming ray and astrological sign. So we've decidedly put our, the weight of our life purpose on the side of the new and the incoming. And it's interesting in that regard to note that the first festival week began in 1935. And so now we're entering in 2019 into an 84-year important cycle as we move uh, in our preparation for this festival week. Because those of you have a, who have some understanding of planetary cycles will know that 84 years marks a complete cycle of the planet Uranus. And we've been talking about this in previous week's webinars, how Uranus is really um, the preeminent planetary influence that is conditioning both the Aquarian age ruled by Uranus, as well as the seventh ray, which flows in and is conditioned by, stepped down, you might say, transmuted by this planet Uranus, the Hierophant, the initiator of the mysteries. And so the fact that there have transpired 84 years, 12 complete cycles of the festival week, we're now entering into a new cycle. A new cycle. It's as if the group is now able to build upon the 12 festival weeks that have transpired and now is entering on a higher turn of the spiral with the intention of the first festival week, coupled with all the knowledge, all of the challenges that the group has sustained over these past 84 years, and now has the opportunity to move forward as if with a new breath of inspiration and new strength and new joy to... Um, play our part in supporting the spiritual hierarchy of the planet in moving our planet into the light at this critical time. And we know that this festival week is the final festival week prior to the important conclave in 2025. So we really have five and a half years or so to play our part in making sure that this period in human history enables the new group to rise. You know, it's the planetary St. John the Baptist. It needs to be doing the work, the difficult work of preparing the soil for the reappearance and the externalization, which are 
to follow after 2025 at some point. So these final years are key, as is this final period of moving in preparation for the December impact through a powerful alignment with the sign of initiation, Capricorn, overshadowed by a vast extrazodiacal constellation. So it's an important opportunity and these webinars, you know, the new group is charged to work in the interludes. So this, this weekly webinar is one such interlude as are the full moon, the new moon, the 12 o'clock uh, daily link up, the five o'clock daily link up. These are the key things that we can do each day to attune ourselves, to uh, tighten our vehicles so that we can align more fully with the preparatory work that's being undertaken now. So let's now work together with our meditation. Let's begin by linking in thought as a soul, as a point of love and light with all those people throughout the world who are working with this Triangles Meditation Group. Let's invoke the spiritual will. In the center of the will of God, I stand. Not shall deflect my will from his. I implement that will by love. I turn towards the field of service. I, the triangle divine, work out that will within the square and serve my fellow men. Using the creative imagination, link with two other points of light to create a triangle of light. Visualize the triangle in which you are working as an essential part of the radiant worldwide triangles network.
hold the consciousness immersed within the light of the group soul, the heart of love which underlies and infuses the network. Lift the consciousness higher still to the world teacher who stands at the point of love within the spiritual hierarchy and also at the heart of each triangle. the group mind open and receptive to the imporing energy of love. Visualize light and goodwill circulating around the triangles from point to point and flowing out through the network into the hearts and minds of men and women everywhere. Healing and transforming human consciousness and establishing right human relationships.
visualize the whole planet alight with triangles. See new triangles being formed everywhere. Prior to sounding the great invocation, let's pause to consider the work that will be done by the words as they're poured out. And as we repeat each stanza, let's visualize the network acting as a link between the world of spiritual realities and humanity, as a channel through which light and love and divine purpose may flow into human consciousness. from the point of light within the mind of God. Let light stream forth into human minds. Let light descend on earth. From the point of love Within the heart of God, let love stream forth into human hearts. May the coming one return to earth. From the center where the will of God is known, let purpose guide all little human wills, the purpose which the masters know and serve. From the center which we call the human race, let the plan of love and light work out and may it seal the door where evil dwells. Let light and love and power restore the plan on earth.
Thank you, everyone. And just prior to Michael's presentation, I just wanted to make an announcement that we're coming up to that biannual time when there's a time change. And usually the United States is not coordinated with the UK and Europe, and that's the way it is again this year. So next year for the next week, for those who are in the US, the time will be the same. And for those who are working and joining in from the UK and Europe, the time will be starting one hour earlier. So that would be uh, seven o'clock, I believe, in the UK and eight o'clock in Europe. So just um, know that we're not having our time change until the following week. So now I'd like to welcome Michael. And um, are you there, Michael? Oh, let me see. I have to unmute you. I'm sorry. Um, oh, I'm here, Kathy. Okay. Sorry right. about that. Yeah. All right. So, Thank you, Kathy, for that great meditation. Um, so I chose to talk about the um, New Group of World Servers today because, as many of us know, the Festival Week of the New Group of World Servers is coming up um, later this year in December, and Kathy already spoke a bit about that, so I won't speak about it too much. But um, if you want more information, you can go to festivalweek.org, and there's plenty of information there about the week. But um, I thought because the new group of world service is so obviously so important to this week that I would just speak a little bit about um, what this group is and um, hopefully clear up some, any misconceptions or clarifications that people may have about, about the group. So um, I like to think of the new group of world servers as a, um, a seed group within humanity of those who are able to bridge between the three ordinary worlds of human functioning, and that means the, the physical, etheric, the um, emotional, and the mental, between those three worlds, and the higher realms of the soul, of the intuition, and of the spiritual will. And this, this seed, which is the new group of world servers, will eventually, as the new age progresses, blossom into an Aquarian age civilization, which is characterized by goodwill, by right relationship, and by a diversity which knows itself to be at one with the whole. Essentially, this group bridges between the two major planetary centers, that is hierarchy, the planetary heart center, and humanity, the planetary center of divine expression. And there has throughout time always been a tenuous link between hierarchy and humanity. And that link has been sustained by the spiritual triumph of individuals throughout the ages. These individuals have one by one reached a level of enlightenment, wherein they were able to bring divine revelation from the higher realm of intuitional truth into the outer realms of concrete human understanding. Early in the 20th century, the hierarchy sought to inaugurate within humanity a group approach to this process of divine revelation. And through a united evocative act of the entire hierarchy of all of its major ashrams and members, the lights of those members of humanity who could thus respond were stimulated and scattered throughout the world and often unknown to each other, 
These many points of light that did respond became energetically unified. And thus the new group of world servers was formed. But what unified all these different points of light was the task, the calling to which they had responded, which was the inauguration of spiritual culture or civilization upon earth. Or in other words, the mediation of divine ideas into human understanding and expression. The work of the new group of world servers occurs entirely or mostly upon the mental plane. And thus one of the foremost characteristics of this group is its ability to meditate creatively. And this is not necessarily the type of occult or religious meditation that is normally thought of as formal meditation or prayer, um, though in many ways it is very similar. The creative meditation of the new group of world servers is merely the ability to think through into a higher state of consciousness than one is normally aware. And in doing this, to creatively bring down into human concrete thought the results of that higher contact. And this bringing down into human understanding, I should add, actually happens automatically when this process of higher, con higher contact is approached or is, is gone about in a conscious way. So the, really, the bringing down is, is, is automatic. Now the group, the new group of world servers, the med that, med that meditation um, is, is constant, which means ceaseless, which means it doesn't stop. And it is actually what sustains the activity and the existence of the group. So the Tibetan tells us that the new group of world servers is composed of four distinct groups. The first group, you could say the highest group, is, are the initiates and disciples who are consciously part of the hierarchy. The second group are the aspirants and what he calls lesser disciples who are affiliated with the hierarchy but who do not usually possess that continuity of consciousness which will come later. The third group are those upon the probationary path who are not, not yet affiliated with the hierarchy, but they are, how, they are, however, subject to the hierarchical impression, which is the energy of the hierarchy, and are, um, they are determined to also serve their fellow men. The fourth group, which um, is, he says are an increasing number of people who simply respond to the idealism of the, of the purpose of the new group of world servers. Um, what is interesting about this enumeration is that for me is this fourth group and that is that even those who simply respond to these ideals do contribute to the group. And what I mean, or what I, what I believe the Tibetan means when he says someone responds to these ideas is, I think what this means is, is three things. First is that um, these ideas stimulate reflective thought in the individual. Two is that it evokes the spirit of selflessness upon contact with these ideas. And three is that it inspires in the individual a desire to serve humanity above oneself. 
And so even at this very peripheral level, that of merely responding to ideas, members are engaged, actually engaged in the reflective meditation, which is really the central purpose of the group itself. And this reflective meditation, as I said earlier, it involves the ability to creatively think in terms of the one life and the one humanity, um, which then necessarily leads to a compassionate recognition of human need. It's becoming increasingly rare today to find those who are not at least beginning to respond to the real need that exists in the world for spiritual understanding, even if they identify this spiritual understanding in, a purely, in purely material terms. All that is needed is the ability to think and live in terms of the one life and the common good. Central, however, to the real work or to the, to, the, to the work of the new group of world servers as an entire group is its ability to invoke energies from the higher realms of spiritual reality. In other words, the hierarchy. Now each member's success in raising his or her own consciousness towards this greater center, towards the hierarchy, aids in the invocative capacity or capability of the new group itself. Now, as the group as a whole rises to higher and higher levels of spiritual consciousness, there is a point that the ascent eventually becomes invocative. And it becomes invocative because it invokes a response, a reciprocal response from the hierarchy. And so we can imagine that the, the amount that we are able to raise our consciousness is what enables the hierarchy itself to actually um, move closer to humanity. It produces a reciprocal descent in the hierarchical energy. And eventually it becomes a point where these two energies, they meet and they merge. And ultimately the reflective thought of the group kind of encompasses this, this, this merging. And so the group then is centered at that place where hierarchy and humanity meet, the two energies meet. And this is really the place where the group should be working ideally. Now this invocative work requires that the will, requires the will and discipline to make this necessary ascent. Um, but also it involves the um, receptivity, the ability to receive and transmute these energies into human understanding. Now, this receptivity requires, it requires selflessness, dispassion, discernment, and a freedom from glamour and illusion. And without these, without these traits, these characteristics, the inpouring energies are either unintentionally dispersed or mistranslated into wrong concrete thought. So once again, the mode of working for the group at all stages is ceaseless creative medita meditation. The Tibetan tells us that the true motive of this meditation is, quote, selflessness. He says that its key note is creativity and that the meditation itself, that is the work of the new group itself, culminates in the demonstration of the 
perfected third aspect of divinity. And that culmination, that um, demonstration occurs through humanity. Um, thank you. Thank you, Michael. So this is our, now we're reaching the third part of our webinar where we, I have a couple of questions um, that I'm going to ask Michael, but also any of you who might have questions or comments, you can raise your hand by, per, by um, clicking on your name in the participants box and we can unmute your microphone. Or you can also um, put a post in the chat box. So Michael, um, this is something we know here at the office that sometimes people are unable to identify or determine who is working with the new group of world servers. So how, what's your view on how you would identify such a person or a group? Uh, thank you. Thank you, Kathy. This is actually a very um, surprisingly, or maybe not surprisingly, but it's, it's very difficult for most people. And actually the, the arcane school where, um, which is a meditation school run by the Lucis Trust. For the first uh, six to eight months of the training, each month students report um, at the end of the month. And one of the questions is to identify members of the group, members or groups working as part of the new group of world servers. And this is by far the most difficult question for everybody to answer, more difficult than all the technical aspects of esotericism, which are, which are very difficult, I think, and also even more difficult for people to answer than the, um, than the reporting on the meditation itself, which as you know, meditation can be very ephemeral and difficult to describe. But, um, but this, is, this is really important, I think, to be able to identify and to delineate really who is working in the group and who isn't and not just because we need to you know we sh we really shouldn't be involved in the work of deeming oh this person's in the group this person isn't and kind of um you know pigeonholing people or trying to sort of place them their sort of their rank or their 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 level of spiritual advancement that's not that's not why it's important to do this in fact we shouldn't really be involved in that kind of assessments but it is important because it because it means that we have the ability to discern um what the traits and the characteristics of this group are and so i think when you're looking at an individual or a group and trying to discern if this really is the work of the new group of world servers, um, you can't just look at the work that the, the exoteric work that the group or individual is doing. Um, you really have to look at the quality of the energy that pours through that work. And um, even though, like say for instance, a, like a statesperson or a, a great leader, they may achieve great things for their group or their country. Um, and yet if their motivation is purely selfish, um, that really may stymie the inflow of spiritual energy into the world. And so you may see effects that benefit people, um, but really those effects aren't really inaugurating. Um, I mean, they may be good effects, but they may not really be carrying the energy of the group in a way that's truly transformational in this sort of esoteric or subjective or miraculous way that the energy of the hierarchy actually works. Um, on the other hand, you may have somebody, say like a, a school teacher in a rural area um, who um, 
may have remarkable effects on his or her students simply through the power of their selflessness and goodwill that inspires those students to transform, to, to live their lives with a sense of responsibility to the whole. And so I think that something like that, even though it may seem, may seem smaller and less, less significant in terms of establishing a new civilization is in fact more significant because it carries that energy, which sort of is the essence of the new civilization itself. Okay, thank you. Um, let's see. The Tibetan tells us that the new group of world servers is an aspect of the world Antakarana. What does that mean and how is it related to the construction of the individual Antakarana? Um, so the Antakarana is, um, for those who don't know, it's simply just a bridge in consciousness. And you could actually say in some ways it is the bridge of consciousness itself. Um, it is, for the individual, it's constructed by the soul in cooperation with the personality. And it links the phenomenal appearance um, of something, of say an individual, a human being, their phenomenal appearance to the, higher, the highest realms, the higher realms of spiritual expression. In other words, it essentially links um, spirit to form. And the Tibetan tells us that the new group of world servers essentially is the world Antakarana. And um, what this means is that the, the new group of world servers is, is literally the bridge that links heaven to earth. And... Um, it also means that the because it's a bridge in consciousness, it means that the members of the group, well, because, because the new group is literally the bridge itself, what it means is that the members of the group are constructing that bridge out of the substance of their own beings. And so we have to remember that what we're constructing is not really a, um, it's not like an object. It's not some sort of like building or infrastructure or phenomenal phenomenal appearance even it is really we are constructing consciousness itself and that is the work of the new group is to really and of all the individuals in the group as well is to consecrate themselves in such a way that they live their lives as this link between you could say heaven and earth or hierarchy and humanity or between um divinity and form there's a lot of there's almost an unlimited ways of expressing it but thank you um since we don't have much time left we just have time for a few of the comments and yeah. there is a raised hand from sharon so let me just unmute her microphone sharon yeah hey Kathy. hey you can hear me okay hey, I uh not really that loudly but maybe others can if you get a little closer maybe okay how's this it's a little better, yeah. Okay, well, it's going to be about as good as it's going to get. Um, maybe I'll, I'll speak, I'll try to speak a little louder than I usually do. But uh, first of all, I just wanted to say thanks for um, this, the topic of this webinar, Michael. You, you did a great job. Um, and I was so glad to um, hear that the uh, this webinar was going to be on the new group of world servers. The new group of world servers has a real special place in my heart. It brought me into the work when I realized 
I heard, <clears throat> I was uh, reading in a newspaper, actually, that there's this concept of a new group of world servers. And I remember thinking to myself conceptually, wow, imagine <laughs> all the world that there's a connection between all world servers. It, it was just such an amazing uh, idea to me that it, it existed, that I, um, you know, it brought me into the world. Um, but anyway, I have, I have two quick things I want to say, because I know we're running out of time. But I, I wanted uh, to say, first of all, that um, I wanted to let everybody know that's on the line, that every Thursday at noon, uh, there are those of us who go into the UN meditation room. And we hold space or in support of the global movement for the culture of peace, which really can be translated as the world servers. Um, and so, you know, we use our creative imaginations. I think everyone that is in the meditation room, they come from various spiritual paths working as spiritual workers at the UN. Uh, so they don't all do the same thing, but uh, I, I can share that um, I personally uh, really lean into my creative imagination and I visualize all the world servers from around the planet coming in to the meditation room, linking up with them in consciousness. And I call in specifically all the various seed groups, those that are trying to bring in the new government, the new sciences, the new creatives, uh, the new economics, uh, the new world religion, new education, new psychology. I think that might be all of them, but all of, all of, the, all of the seed groups I bring in, oh, I didn't bring in the observers and the, I, I don't, I, I just bring in the new group of world servers. Um, and the initiative is in support of the UN Declaration and the Program of Action on the Culture of Peace, which was adopted uh, by consensus in September 13 of 1999. There's a group of us, some of us are on the line, I see. And, um, so we hold space for this, and uh, we actually just celebrated the 20-year observance of, of it. And uh, we had a high-level forum for the culture of peace, which took place in the General Assembly, uh, convened by the president of the General Assembly on September 13th this year. The other thing that I wanted to say is that, um, that during the festival week, uh, a Thursday, uh, December 26th, the day after uh, Christmas, uh, the second day of Christmas, which is uh, could be aligned with uh, Taurus, and Taurus is the sign of the new group of. Uh, so anyway, on that Thursday, we will be in the meditation room at noon, and we'll be working with the energies of. Uh, that day, which is the new moon and is also a solar eclipse. And, you know, the energies available at that particular time on that day uh, are quite auspicious. And as Kathy mentioned, uh, Uranus, you know, it is in Taurus and it'll be harmonizing with the sun and moon and Capricorn. Um, but I don't want to take up too much of the time, but I did want uh, to welcome all those on the line uh, and I see that there's many people that already join us, and I want uh, to thank you. And for those that haven't heard of this initiative before, I want to welcome you. 
uh, warm-heartedly. We're there every Thursday at noon. So if you're in the area, um, stop in. And no matter where you are physically, if you could link up in consciousness with us and um, uh, keep in mind that that day during Festival of Week 1226, we'll be there. Thanks so much. So, Michael, you might want to try and address a, a couple of questions before we close. Okay, there's a few questions on deity on the third aspect, but there's one from Risa that I think is more directly relevant to the to the theme. And she, Risa asks, um, can you speak more on practical levels on the ability to meditate creatively? She says, the ability to think through to higher states of consciousness. Um, could you give an example? This would be helpful in our practice of meditation. Thank you. Um, so the ability to meditate creatively is, um, it's what it really has to do in, in my, and this is just people who will, of course have more to add and this is not the final word. It's really just my, my own understanding of it is that creative meditation is really, um, meditation using thought and so um but also uses visualization to create um to i guess you could say create and think and to um sort of build those those thought forms which are um appropriate for you could say appropriate for the new age or appropriate for whatever work that you're involved in or whatever kind of um, focus it is of that meditation. Um, on a higher level, you could say that creative meditation is the ability to um, actually bring down that, those, those higher realms of sort of divine ideation of the spiritual realms of, of intuition and to bring that down and to actually create concrete thoughts which give form to that higher energy that's kind of a you could say definitely a more advanced stage of meditation but i think the ability that we have to sort of um to really think things through to think clearly and to think with very clear thought just that alone is has the ability to really dispel a lot of the glamour and illusion in the world and that is not, I think some people think of that as a purely sort of energetic, either think of it as a purely energetic endeavor or a purely exoteric endeavor, but it really is actually um, both sort of at once. It's a creative meditation, the ability to kind of discern, um, to sort of reveal the reality underlying the outer form and to um, sort of create new thoughts and new ideas that are based upon some sort of whatever degree of spiritual archetype that we can contact. That wasn't very concise, but I hope it gives some idea. Um, okay, maybe just one more One comment. more, okay. Let me, let me find lots of thank yous. So thank you everyone for the thank yous. Um, and thank you. Somebody asked, I can't find it now. Somebody asked about um, the third aspect. I don't remember what they asked, but maybe they asked what what is the third aspect or more about the third aspect? The third aspect of deity is, if you think of deity as a trinity, you have the, f the first, second, and third aspect, which is the first aspect is the will. The second aspect is the love. The third aspect is um, 
intelligence, or you could also say, and these are, these are really divine archetypes. So you could also say that it is spirit, um, consciousness and form its expression. Um, the divine intelligence, the third aspect is really the expression of divinity, its divine form. And in a planetary sense, it's composed of the, um, the mental, the emotional, and the um, physical realms. So basically all those three realms that humanity functions in, that is encompasses the third aspect of divinity in a planetary sense. Thank you. So, okay. Thank you very much, Michael, for your presentation. And thank all of you for your uh, attention and your participation. Thank you, Kathy. And, and so again, just to remind you, next week, time change for you in Europe starting one hour earlier. And so let's now just close with a moment of silence to link up with all Triangle's workers throughout the world. Thank you.